today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, Subway rewarded travelers stuck in the middle seats this week, and we tell you which airline is best at losing track of your baggage. Next in the news. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we discuss airline travel credits and an idea from Travelers United that makes so much sense that it'll never, ever be adopted by the airlines. At 3.35, we go cruising. Topics include what cruise lines are doing to entice travelers in this surprisingly slow period, information on an adults-only cruise, and our thoughts on Carnival's new onboard policies. Lions got loose at the Sydney Zoo overnight. Normally not a problem, except the zoo has a camping program. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my! Plus, United Airlines goes after Southwest with some advertising that falls flat on its face. All that and more on today's edition of The Travel Guys. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again songs and makes me just want to go someplace we are mark and tom the travel and entertainment guys always brought to you by sports leisure vacations thanks for joining us on this uh yeah i don't know kind of gloomy but not so sunday mark good to see you you uh the bionic man with two hip replacements and a and bionic elbow surgery thing uh, traveling again off to new york city for a travel yeah, fair spent- Bring us up to date, my friend. Spent a good part of the week in New York City um, after there was a travel show on the weekend, which is a, a private company is taking the place of the New York Times travel show, which has been something we've been a regular attendee at for a number of years. And uh, so a different, little different type of travel show over the weekend. We'll have some some folks that I met there on the program over the next four to six weeks. But um, hadn't been in New York City for a while, Tom, and since pre-COVID, one thing I was reminded, you know, our my, my company, Sports Leisure Vacations, takes folks to New York City two or three times a year. And we stay at the Marriott Marquis, which is right in the middle of Times Square. And we've we used other hotels prior to finding the Marriott about 20 years ago. And you would think, wow, a Marriott hotel in the middle of Times Square, that must just be incredibly expensive. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is that not so much. It's uh, no more expensive than a hotel in the middle of any other big city that is full service. And I was reminded by the marquee when I was there. You know, I hadn't been there for three or four years. That hotel has been open about 35 years. We got out of the taxi with our bags. Bellman is, is helping us there. I look up at the guy and I said, you know what? You've been here for a while, haven't you? And he said, yes, sir, 35 years. And he says, he says, but you haven't been here for a while either. He says, I don't remember your name, but he says, you're a tour operator, I think, from somewhere on the West Coast. Wow. And you haven't been here for several years. And I was just blown away. Uh, We got upstairs to the check-in desk, and the the buddy Tyler, who's traveling with me, recognized – 
the lady at the desk and said, that's the lady who checked us in last time we were here. And just about that time, she looked up at me and said, Mr. Hoffman, welcome back. You haven't been here for a while. And I was just like, wow, that's just blew me away. I, I and it's a really good hotel. I mean, it's it's just everything is done so well there. It's not inexpensive staying in Times Square. Like I said, it's not it's not ridiculous but food and everything else is is expensive there but boy when you walk out of the marriott no matter which door you go out you're facing about six or eight broadway theaters and about 200 feet from you is times square so you really if you've never been to new york before mm-hmm. and you're really trying to to get the feel of what everybody talks about the excitement of new york it's literally a couple hundred feet from your door at that point, and the shows are all over. Uh, we got to see a brand new show um, called Almost Famous, which is after a movie apparently that was done about twenty years ago. And we decided that the show was also appropriately named Almost Famous because it almost probably wouldn't be on Broadway a whole lot longer. You can tell when you go to a new show, and at the conclusion of the show, the people politely applaud instead of rising from their seats. Right. That pretty much tells you that that show probably isn't going to be around yeah. uh, too much longer. Saw a show called Take Me Out, um, which is a play, actually. Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family mm-hmm. played a role in it, played a uh, an accountant. The show had run for a short period last year. Uh, Ferguson already won a Tony Award for his role, and it's easy to see if you get to New York City um, and you're into dramatic presentations, especially if you're a baseball fan, uh, Take Me Out was pretty good. And then uh, we got to see Chicago, which I had never seen before. It's been on Broadway, oh, since the 1400s, um, but I had never seen it. And in a half-full theater on Monday night, uh, we got to see it. And one thing that really impressed me, here's a show that's been running forever. It's Some of the shows that have run a long time play Monday night because that's when the big shows are dark. So it's a little easier for them to get an audience on a Monday night. Theater was still only about half full. But you'd have never known it from the performance of the people on the stage. That's they right. were They were just Broadway all the way. You know, I mean, that's the that's the Super Bowl of theater every single night. Those are the very best people um, in the country who are, in some cases, making some pretty good money, I'm sure, for playing on Broadway. Anyways, we had a great time. The shows were great. Uh, New York is still New York. There's a gazillion international visitors now. Prices have come down a little bit from the summer. So people from all over the planet are there. They're all always there anyway. There's even more international visitors now, if there's if that's at all possible. Um, great restaurants in New York, great places to go and see and things to do. And we were checking out a bunch of little things that we were trying to insert into itineraries in the future. But uh, New York City is still New York City. The only thing I can tell you is it's full of excitement and bring your wallet. <laughs> all right. And uh, and if you go and stay at the uh, the Marriott Marquis, is that right? That's it. The Marriott Marquis in Times Square. Is there my, you go. It's my hotel of choice. You you tell them that Mark and the folks at Sports Leisure Travel uh, sent you. They, they'll, they'll probably know who you are. All right. We are the Travel Guys. And at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date with the travel news. And with the travel news, here's Mark. All right, let's start out here with a couple of stories from Delta Airlines. Delta, we we talked about a city in California a couple weeks ago 
that Visalia that had set up and was working with some of its suppliers to be a little more responsive, perhaps, to autistic travelers and families who had autistic uh, members of their family traveling with them. Delta Airlines is is now offering an inclusive experience for autistic travelers. Um, They are are helping people with familiarization tours at airports in Atlanta and Minneapolis. Families have the opportunity to practice in a hands-on environment the process of traveling through an airport in preparation to travel. What a great idea. Um, giving the autistic folks an opportunity to get a little bit more familiar with their surroundings and what they might expect at the airport to keep something from going off the rails. Uh, before boarding, Delta allows a parent or guardian to enter the plane first and set up a nest filled with any comfort items. Once the plane is fully boarded, people with autism can enter to avoid the typical congestion and minimize the time sitting idle before takeoff. Just the fact that Delta would think of this um, to me is just really a hats off sort of thing to Delta Airlines. That's great. Meanwhile, I'm sorry, did I interrupt? Did no, I? I was just commenting that that's fabulous good news. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. And on the other balance of the barbells from Delta, Delta Airlines pilots authorized potential strike. We've been through this with Alaska already. Mm-hmm. The pilots, and they got a settlement. Uh, you're going to see this from uh, the United and American pilots, too, I would guess. There is no better time to push your labor agenda yep. than when you uh, – to, to win the supply is, is – the demand is exceeding the supply, and airline pilots are in great demand. And so uh, if you're a labor group, the time that you go to management and ask for more is when – you are in the most demand, so that's not a not a swipe at labor or anything. That's just a fact that that's the best time to do your negotiating, and we've already seen it from uh, at least one airline group. This is the second. I suspect that we will see it from the rest of them before it's all over with. Subway is re- rewarded. This actually happened last week. Rewarded travelers stuck in airplane middle seats with free sandwiches. The way it worked was you took a picture of yourself in a middle seat on an airplane. Uh You sent it to the Subway website. Subway uh, gave away on the third, uh, which was Friday, I believe, Thursday, um, 10,000 electronic gift cards that could be used to purchase your favorite sandwich if you had been stuck in a middle seat on an airplane. (laughs) You know, I had a visual of somebody going down the aisle on a plane and handling handing subways to the folks to eat sitting in the in the in the center seats and sitting in the middle yeah sitting in the middle and what a horrible experience for everybody around them that would be so but i yeah, understand they're, of- they're giving them they're giving them uh, subway gift cards for later Subway gift cards. Uh, it has been discovered. These, This is the folks from Price for Limo who had a pretty good survey out last week. Perhaps they're going to make this a habit. They checked to see which airlines and airports lost the most luggage over the last year. American Airlines, it turns out, is the carrier most likely to lose your luggage. Um, airports that were the worst offenders, Chicago, Las Vegas, San Diego, and Austin, Texas. Finished in the top four um, in terms of places that would be most likely to lose your luggage. U.S. Airlines have promised better service for disabled travelers. In a joint statement made last week, the CEOs of Alaska, American, Delta, Hawaiian, JetBlue, United, and Southwest all signed a letter promising improvements. Passengers with disabilities represent one of the fastest growing traveler segments. 
and we recognize the importance of facilitating a safe, seamless journey for them, reads the statement. Uh, I will just comment. Airlines put out things like this on a fairly regular basis. I really hope there's some teeth to this, but I tend to be fairly skeptical and think this is just a public relations uh, and that they really don't have any intention. We'll see if they really, because giving more aid to disabled travelers is going to cost them money Mm because it's going to cost them people. Mm-hmm. So it's going to cost money. Airlines are not real good at doing things that cost them people or money. This one does both. Watch this space. We'll 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 keep an eye on this for you. <laughs> Bleisure is the new travel industry word. It's the word for combining business travel and leisure travel for people who take off on a trip with the full intention of conducting business and getting something leisure done along the way. More and more people are combining one into both. Um, I can only say that this is not new to me. I've been doing this for 40-plus years, <laughs> combining business and leisure travel uh, into one trip. But I've never visited a relative or a friend or anything like that without an express reason to check out something in the area for a tour that we might or might not be planning. But if you hear, hear the word bleisure talked bleasure, about, bleasure, bleasure, you'll know that. that that stands for business and leisure traveling. New holiday travel trend on that same line um, reported uh, by a polling by over 2,000 Americans uh, by Motel 6. Six in its fifth annual holiday survey says that 57%, three in five, plan to trip stack during their winter travels this year. What does that mean? They're bleasuring. Mm-hmm. They're going to stack a leisure trip with a business trip. So um, not only do we have a new word for it, it's already happening. And finally, Frontier Airlines is expected to launch a new pass offering Unlimited flights, um, unlimited destinations would be a better description. Um, flights will be available 300 plus days a year. You will be able to fly to buy something that gives you six flights, 12 flights, 24 flights a month, etc. Not out yet, but we'll fill you in when it does. And that's your travel news for today. In fact, uh, I'm guessing, Mark, we've probably posted something about uh, Travelers United on a kind of regular basis uh on our website, but today we we've do, got something but we, special to talk about. Well, we probably should should mention them. You know, we 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 have Chris Elliott on the program once or once a month or so. Chris has been overseas traveling for a couple of years. It's a little harder to get a hold of him. Uh, bless him for making time for us the way he does and allowing us to connect with him halfway around the world at weird hours all the time. But Chris fight. The reason I mention him is because he fights really hard for consumers. And doesn't spend a whole lot of time promoting his own wares, um, even though, obviously, in order to do what he does, it, it takes a source of, of income. So people uh, who belong and, and who subscribe to some of his stuff. Travelers United is the same sort of thing. Um, they, uh, uh, Our friend Charlie Leoka runs the, the program. He has a small staff. They work really hard on a lot of things that are really important to consumers. They don't win very often, but every once in a while... They have a breakthrough. Every once in a while, somebody goes, you know, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. We should do that. They have another one of these pretty good ideas. There is no possible way anybody is going to say, let's do that. So let me explain to you okay. here what, why this is such a good idea. Um, Chris Elliott wrote an art a week or so ago and said, you know, all these airlines have all these different policies when it comes to refunds. Wouldn't it be great if there was one, you know, one set rule or one set of policies that everybody followed? 
so that you would know that when you had an airline ticket and you were due a refund for some reason that, you know, it was this was the way it would go. Well, Charlie's people at Travelers United took Chris's idea one step further and said, what if all the major hotel chains and the cruise lines and the airlines, anytime that you got a refund, they put that into your personal travel bank that you had opened. Okay. And that money could be used. If you got a refund from Carnival Air, Cruise Lines, you could use that money to buy a ticket on United Airlines. Or you could use that money, Mark could give that money to to Tom, or Mark could say, you know what, I'm going to buy Tom a ticket on United Airlines with my Carnival Cruise Lines money that they refunded to me because they owed me a credit. And when I read that, I almost fell out of my chair because I thought to myself, that is an incredible idea. I mean, if all of these people, and I don't know that you could get all the small travel providers to buy into it or not, but if all of these people who are out to just give you a travel voucher and ultimately be able to keep 46% of your money down the road, as we just, the story we just covered in the news, um, what if they put that into a fund? And here's how you pacify them a little bit. I'll take it one step further that Charlie did mention. You tell all of these suppliers that if after five years or 10 years, this money isn't used, that, that it doesn't have a, a, it's good forever, but it's good for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And if it's not used after that long, long time, which I'm guessing that would still be a reasonable percentage of these of these credits, then the, the supplier that put them in there could have it back. They could come and make that withdrawal and say, you know, nobody used this, so we're going to take this money back. But I just... I thought that. What do you think of that idea, Mister? I, th- I think that's an amazing idea, and it, it didn't doesn't sound like it would be that that difficult to implement either. Uh, With technology, yeah. and if you, Tom, you opened, you know, you went to a website, be an app. Let's say that you know you probably have to pay somebody something to run this, so there might be some small surcharge. You know, each time you made a withdrawal or a deposit or I, I don't know how it would work, you know. But anyways, maybe the heaven forbid, maybe the airlines, hotels and cruise lines would pay for the administration of it. <coughs> I'll probably be dead before that happens. Um, but would it be awesome if, you know, you, if, if this was all interchangeable, it still wouldn't be cash. You still wouldn't be able to go and buy groceries with it, mm-hmm. but you would have a lot more flexibility in being able to use it, and hypothetically, that would make it easier to use. This is why, of course, the airlines, cruise lines, etc., would never, ever even sit down and discuss this because they know that such a large percentage of those, this is why they give you credits in the first place instead of money. When you give them, if they give you money, the chances of you spending that money with them are pretty slim. Mm -hmm. But if they give you a credit, the chances of you spending the credit with them are huge mm-hmm. because the only darn way you can get the credit is to come back to them. You can't even at this point take a Delta credit and use it towards a Southwest ticket. I mean, that would be a small part of what they're talking about instead of going over, you know, different types of suppliers, hotels and and cruise lines and things like that. What if it was just among all of the major airline groups? They all paid into one general kitty that people could draw out of and that they had the flexibility perhaps not to have to use it just for themselves. It seems so fair and such a good idea. Um, Charlie laid it all out um, on his website. And um, like I said, I, I, I can't imagine that anybody would even give him the time of day 
when it comes to this because it would buy it would cut into their we gave you a credit and the reason we gave it to you is because we know there's a reasonable chance you won't ever use it so we didn't really give you a hundred dollar credit we know that there's a 46 percent chance that you won't ever use it therefore we only really gave you 54 dollars <laughs> Well, you know, as you pointed out, uh, the Travelers United uh, idea uh, makes so much sense that it will never, ever be adopted by the airlines. And uh, you can uh, find a link to Travelers United at TravelGuysRadio.com. That's crazy. I mean, it just makes... Why is it that some things that make so much sense are, uh, are left behind? Well, or here's another idea that Charlie suggests, is what if you had the option of converting a credit from an airline to frequent flyer miles. What if there was a formula that said you have $400, therefore you get this many miles? So now instead of having miles in your account and money in your bank, Mm -hmm. now it would all be in the same place. So hypothetically, you could use it all on one ticket. Um, Another Crazy, not not nearly as crazy as the first idea, but another one of Charlie's crazy ideas that probably would never even get discussed. But, you know, it's it's people like Charlie and Chris Elliott who throw these things out there here. And every once in a while, somebody bites on one of them and then you get real change. So uh, maybe that will happen someday. The idea of getting a travel credit and being able to use it across the entire travel spectrum. Thanks to Charlie uh, and Leoka and the guys at uh, Travelers United for that great idea. Okay, uh, before we get into uh, some information about uh, cruising, what do you got for us? Well, um, as you might tell by the music there. Okay, wait a um, second. I, I have... Get... Wait, wait for me here. Okay, I'm a little okay. slow on the music. Okay. I'm a little slow, uh, period. Okay. Uh, yeah, we have a couple of tickets at Sports Leisure Vacations. We are going on November the 18th to see Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons at the Gallo Center in Modesto. So if you are interested um, in joining us for that, um, this is not an offer for free tickets. You have to pay your way in. The package includes dinner. Um, it's a little over $200. Um, two tickets are available just because of a cancellation, November the 18th. If you're interested, call Sports Leisure Vacations at 916-361-2051. That's 361-2051, or you can look it up at sportsleisure.com. There are two seats to see Frankie Valley on the 18th of November. So, Mark, what was your favorite uh, Frankie Valley song of uh, all times, or is? Um, I oh, I think "Oh, What a Night." I I like that one a lot. I I like the newer stuff that they did when they came back, kind of came back, made their comeback. Um, I wasn't really around for the first for for their early '60s stuff. How yeah, was during, that stuff, Tom? D- during my era, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I love Frankie Valley. Uh, you know, as a per- musician and somebody who played in bands and sang and all of that, oh, you know, yeah. there, there's two things I was never really very good at. One was singing high, <laughs> and the other was playing fast. So, uh, you know, it it kind of limited limited my abilities there. But Frankie Valley, I always admired uh, his falsetto and what he was capable of doing. Yeah, so, yeah, he could he could go about six or seven octaves there and fun really music. fun music yeah that's, that's all i got to say well you know and he is in his 80s now so yeah. oh, i would imagine yeah, yeah he is older and, he's older than me i'm gonna point that out 
Yeah, it's yes by by a considerable amount. He's he he is still performing. Um, as I said, the the four seasons that he performs with now look more like the grandsons of the guys that he performed with before. But um, yeah, you got to hand it to him. And you know what? The other thing is, I've I've seen and heard the group two or three times in the last ten years. They still sound pretty darn good to me. Um, if you're if you're into that type of music, why well, it's really the thing. Hey, listen, we were going to take a few minutes here and talk a little bit about a few things that relate to the cruise industry. And uh, Carnival Cruise Lines has been doing uh, some things, little things, one at a time, kind of behind the scenes. We pointed several of them out here uh, to curb alcohol consumption on board and to try to keep uh, passengers uh, from getting into it with each other. Um, also, they've they've said, you know, here's when uh, kids can be out and here's when they can't. Um, Come on. I don't know. I it's, guess it's carnival cruises. It's a carnival. You got to there's got to be drinking and pushing and shoving and crowding and stuff. Kids. There was a guy at home. There was a guy at Travel Pulse who wrote uh, Rich Tomaselli, who wrote a really good uh, uh, article and a, a couple of things. He said he said, here's some things on cruises I don't like. Forty year olds who still think they're a frat bro. <laughs> uh, people of any age who can't hold their booze. People who people who don't know when to say when, um, it sounds like it's it sounds like people who don't know how to behave. Like the adulting is not their strong suit. Um, but anyway, Carnival uh, has announced fines for fighting on the ship. You have to sign something mm-hmm. that says that if you get into it that that you may be fined. Um, they're also limiting when people can can drink on board ship and stuff like that, and they're cranking cracking down on people who make public drunken fools themselves so um good for them uh good good for them it's kind of a first for a cruise line to be firing back like that but uh it quietly carnival cruise lines is saying you know we have some rules around here and we're going to enforce them and if you come on a cruise with the intention of you know being a jerk and making other people miserable because of the way you act then we're going to divorce ourselves from you it's a big ocean and <laughs> <laughs> Sign here. You could be thrown overboard, and we yeah. will not be going here's, back for you. Here's your life ring. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and we won't be turning around to come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cruise lines have run into a little bit of a uh, of a situation here um, when they started going again earlier this year. Like most travel. Um, they were, were, were doing real well, but Carnival Cruise Lines released their third quarter results and occupancy levels among, among their brands only averaged 84%. Now you need to know, you'd say, well, geez, if a hotel had 84% or an airline had 84%, those would be pretty good numbers. But with a cruise line, in order to really maximize their profits, they'd like to be up at about 95, 96, 97 percent. I've even seen cruise lines that regularly sail with over 100 percent of capacity. The way that's the reason that happens is because they've got third and fourth people in cabins that are slated to accommodate two, but safety wise can accommodate three or four. So sometimes a cruise line can actually sail with 101 or 102 percent of occupancy and over an extended period. We have a discount available on Carnival Cruises. Standing uh, room only. How did you, how standing did you know? room only. You've been hanging around with Gwen Duncan way too often. Um, the, so the cruise lines are doing some things. Buy now, pay later. 
um, which has become very popular for people with with credit cards. They are doing. Uh, it's not uncommon for air uh, for cruise lines to do airfare deals, but there are more of those happening now. The reason I mention these is because if you're thinking of if you're looking at a cruise, just know the market is a little soft right now. Now, I'm, I'm if you're thinking about going to Florida in February, then probably not so much. Uh, because Florida cruises in February are not going to be soft. But if you're thinking about going perhaps to a cold-weather destination, um, when the weather is cold, or during the off-season, or even during the shoulder season, which is kind of what we're seeing a little bit of now, you may be able to. That's when you call up the Gwen Duncans of the world and you say, hey, you know, what's on sale today? What bargains are out there? Because if you're not tied to one cruise line, then and you you ask you might you never know what you might find out you might find that the cruise line that that you prefer or what is your second choice is offering you an airfare and you know before it cost four hundred dollars to fly to Florida now it costs six or seven hundred dollars to fly to Florida so those freebies or two for one on airfares something like that might be something that would really make a big difference another thing that cruise lines are trying is complimentary land programs. So, and that can be in, in one of two fashions. One can be in the form of, okay, um, here's a complimentary pre-cruise or post-cruise stay for a day. Remember, we always suggest to people, not just one day ahead of time, but two days ahead of time. Mm-hmm. If you're going on a cruise or a departing on a tour or a vacation that has a specific departure date and time that you should be in the departure city at least 24 hours, preferably 48 hours ahead of time. So now the cruise lines are saying, well, hey, you know, we'll put you up for a couple of nights in a nice hotel uh, here in Fort Lauderdale before your cruise leaves or um, in this beautiful Mexican city after your cruise returns for a couple of days. So that's one. Another idea is that cruise lines might offer you a discount on shore excursions or a credit towards of a couple of hundred dollars and say, you know, we'll put this in your account and the first $200 of shore excursions that you do are on us. So those are some of the ways right now that cruise lines are looking for ways to try and entice you in at a time when they didn't really think that they would be having to be do to be doing that. And this is enticement that actually works in your favor for a change. It does. It does. And knowing this again, it's kind of like, you know, you wouldn't do this at a grocery store, but in the old days, I can remember my mom would go up to the meat counter, and, you know, when in some stores still have this, and she'd say, what's on special today? Well, mom could really only afford, you know, the two cheapest kinds of hamburger and maybe pork chops, but um, she'd ask what was on special, and, you know, every once in a while, we'd come home with some round steak or something like that because that was something. So the point is, if you don't ask, it's the same as a no. So if you're you're thinking about shopping and really the cruise line thing, that's why we have Gwen Duncan on this program from time to time from Cordially Yours Travel is because when you're in the cruise business, there are a lot of deals and some of them are temporary and some of them are not advertised publicly. The cruise line will send an email to people like Gwen and say, hey, you know, if somebody comes in and asks you about Florida, give them this. You know, here's an extra incentive or here we'll provide you with an extra commission. And therefore, you may per- choose to provide to share that extra commission by providing some type of gift or incentive to your customers. So it's uh, to the clients that you have that might be looking for a cruise. So if you are thinking about a cruise right now, look around a little bit. There are some soft spots out there, and you might be able to save yourself 
um, several several hundred dollars. And while you're looking around for a cruise, dare I say, you might find this. The Virgin Voyage of the Scarlet Lady Luxury Cruise. Oh, um, this is on a, this is on one of the Virgin Cruise Line ships. <laughs> um, it's December 14th through the 18th. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's departing from Key West, Florida. So, I mean, this is if you're going on a cruise from Key West and you don't give yourself at least two days to enjoy Key West, then I don't know you. Um, but there is a redemption spa, a beep complex gym. So you're thinking, well, these people are going to be healthy. The Athletic Club, the Crow's Nest, the Squid Ink Tattoo Studio. Another bullet point points out no kids, no buffet, no dress code, well-being at the forefront, relaxation, rejuvenation, unparalleled vacation experience, sleeping with people you don't know every night. Oh, wait a minute. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> um, it's, um, but it does go on to say here uh, – <clears throat> It says the fact that there are no kids on board means Virgin Voyages can offer a far more adult array of entertainment from one end of the Scarlet Lady to the other, more than you'll find on the ships of Royal Caribbean, Norwegian Cruise Lines, and other big cruise brands, even during the daytime. And even in public areas such as around the pool, this line can be a little naughty at times. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'd see I tell you, onboard inter- onboard entertainment that is innovative and sometimes edgy in a way that you don't normally see on cruise ships. Wow, an adult cruise ship. This is a this is well uh, well written, well put together there. Mark, yeah, it caught yeah. Your attention, uh, it's it? kind of somewhere between decadence and falling off the the, the deck into the water sort of thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is something fun. Um, Virgin Voyage Cruise Experience: The Allure of the Scarlet Lady. Um, it's not expensive. Um, it really isn't, and uh, four night Caribbean all in, all inclusive five twenty eight to sixteen hundred dollars uh, per person. So, anyways, we'll put a link at travelguysradio.com. So, if you are so inclined to look up this adult cruise, um, you can do so. Anyway, that's a little bit of a of a fun and entertaining cruise line update for you. All right, and all of that can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Fascinating. All right, uh, lions loose at the Sydney Zoo. Mark is what we teased before the break. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I. I don't think I saw this story. <laughs> I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, five lions escaped from their exhibit. Um, in in the middle of the night at the Sydney Zoo, and normally that wouldn't be a particular problem. It's the middle of the night. The other animals are all, you know, in their enclosures and stuff like that. The cameras would show you the lions are out. You would get some, you know, whoever, whatever you needed to do and get the lions put back to where they were before the people showed up. The only problem here at the Sydney Zoo is that um, Sydney has this roar and snore program <laughs> that allows people to... Sleep, um, not, of course, in the lion's enclosure, but um, in safe places in the zoo. So, um, obviously, they have security at all times of the day, especially when they have these people sleeping in the in the zoo enclosures. And they, uh, when the cameras showed that the lions had gotten out, why it was time to get the folks who were on the roar and snore experience uh, to head for higher ground. They got them into uh, locked areas. They came running into the tent area, said one lady, this is a code one. Get out of your tent and run. Come now and leave your belongings behind. Um, they opened a door to a nearby building, got everybody in, counted them, and then locked the door. 
heaven forbid, what if their count had been off? Oh, by one. <laughs> by one. Be... Yeah, it was an adult male and four of his year-old cubs had escaped into an area next to the main exhibit. They weren't exactly, you know, hunting for humans, but they were out roaming around, and the zoo folks thought that it would probably be a good idea if uh, they put them back in the oh, enclosure, I suspect. Yeah, that lions and idea. tigers and bears, oh my. Speaking of big things, passengers on the United States are getting heavier. Oh, and boy, recently, just to look at me and tell me how surprised I am. The FAA has decided they, they, they put out uh, numbers because, of course, there's weight and balance issues with airplanes. And as airplanes put more and more seats on the aircraft, that means more and more people, more and more luggage. So, you know, we want to make sure that the plane can get off the ground and back onto the ground safely. So the FAA says, well, this is what we determined that the average passenger weighs. So I thought I would share with folks. This is what the FAA says um, with the average passenger weighs. The reason this came up is because United Airlines has had to start blocking some seats on their 757 aircraft because there are too many seats and too many people now. Just what I was talking about for that weight and balance issue. So here's the deal. The average summer female weight has increased from 145 pounds to 179 pounds. Mm -hmm. The average summer male weight has gone from 185 to 200 pounds. Summer weight versus winter weight? Summer weight, yes. Oh, okay. um, Because in the winter, people wear more clothing. Oh, so this, of course, is, is with your clothing on, if that makes you all feel any better. Um, the average female winter weight has increased from 150 to 184. And the average winter male rate goes from 190 to 205. So between 15 and 34 pounds per passenger, um, which is an additional, um, giving an average of 180 seats, an additional weight of 2,700 to 6,100 pounds per Per flight, if you assume that it's a 50-50 general gender mix and you're getting a little over 4,000 extra pounds. And United Airlines has had to take to start blocking between three and six seats on a 757 aircraft. Um, I'm not an expert at weight and balance, so I won't be able to tell you exactly why it's between three and six. But the point is, uh, we've gotten a little bigger. And so you, United at least now has to has to block some seats in order to be able to, uh, in order to be able to get everybody on board. Okay, one other story that I wanted to cover here before it's time for us to go, uh, Tom. Uh, United Airlines uh, has taken out an advertising uh, program, and they've tried to poke some fun at Southwest Airlines. And a couple of different people have pointed out on the internet um, that maybe this is not so well founded on United's part. Um, United is going after Southwest because Southwest has, if you've flown with them, boards in groups. Instead of being able to have an assigned seat, right. you board in an A, B, or C group, which is determined by when you check in and how much ransom you're willing to pay Southwest to move up in the boarding group. Right. So at Southwest, um, you can buy your way into the first 15 spaces, and then after that first 15 comes all of their frequent travelers who are automatically given – uh, a random number of a, in in the A group after fifteen, and which goes up to sixty, of course, and then you have the B group, and then you have the C group. Um, it it has you can check in twenty four hours before your flight leaves. It's not uncommon for you to call in 
23 hours, 59 minutes, and 47 seconds ahead of time and be simp- way down the list in oh, yeah. terms of checking. Yeah, I get, I, I bet I get a B sometimes. Yeah, no or worries. even a C boarding pass, especially if you didn't know it, but your flight is a through flight. Mm-hmm. And there are 65, 70 passengers who are flying through, so therefore there aren't that many seats available in your city. And uh, you may even get a low boarding pass, and you're like, oh, wow, I got A47. But then you get on the plane and realize there are already 60 or 70 people who stayed on the aircraft. So United thought, well, we'll go after them for that. And we'll we'll tell folks that, um, you know, once upon a time, a Southwest flyer forgot to check in exactly 24 hours before his flight and ended up in the dreaded boarding group C. Oh, no. Um, but United is here to help you avoid that fate because, after all, we'll not only remind you when to check in, but we'll give you a seat assignment uh, at the time you buy your ticket. Never mind that now we're gouging people for extra money for just about every seat on the airplane, including aisle and window seats that are three and quarters of the way back on the aircraft that we never charged for before, but we're charging for now. And, oh, by the way, at United, there's that one other thing that Southwest, you know, Southwest doesn't charge for baggage, but, you know, we consider that to be kind of ancient and and the wrong way to do things so at united we charge you 35 dollars for your bag in each direction as a courtesy so that's 70 bucks and at southwest they give you two free bags at united we give you zero like a goose egg so if you're taking two bags on southwest as opposed to united that would be a 140 dollar difference um you know so i never mind the fact that for 140 dollars i could buy i could buy my way up on the on the Southwest chain all the way to the top. Anyway, we all thought it was kind of funny that United spent so much money going after Southwest Airlines when the reality is that if you take a look at it, um, Southwest is so much better in the areas that United tried to poke fun of them at. So United Airlines, the joke, I'm afraid, is on you. Well, that's it, my friends. Another Travel Guys radio show in the books. Thanks for coming along. Look forward to seeing you next week to make you a smarter traveler. Remember to dance like nobody's watching. 